<laughs> We'd have to chop my leg off. Do you, okay. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. You're out here in Thailand. You just showed me your schedule, which is pretty insane. Uh, I probably would never do that, but you're a professional athlete, so it's different. Um, just give us an update on you know, what's going on with your career. Yeah, so um, I took the past year off. And uh, so this past year, um, I had the opportunity to buy a couple properties in San Diego, Pacific Beach area. Um, so I had to jump on that. That was a once in a lifetime um, you know, opportunity, just like the UFC is as well. Um, you know, so I'm really excited to come back, uh, to the UFC now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been an awesome journey so far. I was just team USA Olympic boxing, uh, which is amateur boxing. Uh, so I was just boxing for, man, I, I didn't start boxing until I was like 25. Mm -hmm. I started really late in life. Um, then I made team USA in like a year. And then, um, then I was on the team as the reigning national champion for four years. Um, while I was on Team USA, you know, I got to go to Continental Championships. Um, I was the reigning champ for that for four years in a row. Um, and then, of course, you know, on Team USA, like, we go to a lot of um, not just international tournaments, but we also stay very active nationally. So, like, the National Golden Gloves and PALS and all, all different types of tournaments, like Ringside World Championships. So I was the reigning national champ and the reigning champ for all of those competitions as well. Um, so yeah, so it was a really cool journey. You know, I went from just being a, um, you know, like a ball sport athlete. So like basketball, soccer, baseball, field hockey. Um, I also did triathlons, professional mountain biking. Um, I did it all. And then in, in college, I, I played field hockey, basketball, track. I did the heptathlon and track. So I was always very active since I was like six years old, but never fighting. Um, so yeah, so then I didn't, you know, discover boxing until 25, stuck with 20, with boxing till probably like early 30s. And then um, I was really hoping that my weight class was going to be added in the 2016 Olympic Games, uh, but it wasn't. Um, I was really bummed out because, you know, I was determined to get Olympic gold medal. Um, but my weight class wasn't added, so that's when I made the decision to cross over to MMA. Um, yeah, so then I crossed over to MMA. Um, I really wanted to make a journey out of it um, and be a student of the game. I didn't want to just jump in and not be a true martial artist um, and only know just boxing. Um, I really wanted to dig deep into jiu-jitsu. I wanted to put the gi on. Um, you know, that's what I did my first year. I put the gi on. Um, I trained like four to five hours a day jiu-jitsu up at King's MMA up in Orange County. Um, and in like four or five months, um, I went to the IBJFF World Championship. I won gold there. Then I won double gold at uh, the World League Championship. So, so it was cool. It was cool, like, you know, seeing how I was going to do with that. Um, and then, yeah, then I came back over to Thailand. I used to come to Thailand just to teach boxing seminars uh, at Tiger Muay Thai. Um, so that's what introduced me to Thailand was coming out here to teach boxing seminars. Um, and then I was like, man, when I cross over to MMA someday, I definitely want to come back, you know. So for probably like two, two or three years, I was coming out here just for boxing. Um, I was actually training with Master God. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Master Yacht and I, we had fire mitt work, you know, like, we'd have crowds of like 30 people watching us do mitt work, like we were fire lightning fast. Um, but yeah, so that was really fun. And then, uh, so then, yeah, so then after I focused on jiu-jitsu, won the medals with jiu-jitsu, I was like, okay, I want to come back to Thailand and now I'll get into kicking. So then I came to Thailand and then after I was out here for, um, it was Izzy's actually first UFC fight. Uh, so I came out here for a couple months and then coach Eugene from City Boxing was like, hey, come over and do Izzy's camp with us. So I went over to City Kickboxing um, and that was kind of like my first like, awakening to like wow okay wrestling kicking ev trying to put everything together you know um then after that when i went back um i was training with alliance mma in san diego trying to get my wrestling game um yeah and then of course the mma journey comes with injuries yeah. you know so you'll be going strong for like two years and then you know a training partner pops your elbow off you to tear your ucl and now you're out eight months you know and then you get back into it and then you'll train good for like two years and then you'll pop your knee, you know, like it just comes with the territory. Um, you know, you'll go to the gym and you'll be like, oh, where's Jeremy at, whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, he popped his, yeah. you know, this the other day. Oh, oh, and then also whenever someone disappears, you know, you know, they got injured, but um, that just comes with the game. And then, uh, yeah, so then did that. Um, I tried to get a lot of amateur MMA fights, mm -hmm. um, but uh, that was, it was really difficult for me to get amateur MMA fights because of my boxing record. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we were just constantly like, I mean, everywhere. I was calling, you know, the West Coast. I was calling the Midwest. I was calling East Coast, and I just could not. Um, we would get girls that I would say yes, and then I think their coach maybe would research my yeah. background, and and then two weeks later they'd say no, and then we're just like, ah. so, so I didn't get the luxury to, and I really think it's a luxury, the luxury to. Um, you know, get my feet wet, you know, how I think you should, you know, I think that um, as an amateur in MMA, you should, you know, like, you know, be throwing kicks with shin pads on and trying things out and trying this out and um, in a fight. And then, you know, maybe you're taking this off and, you know, so kind of just working your way up. But uh, so after everybody was rejecting the fights, um, that's when I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> like, because um, I was already getting calls from the bigger um, fighting agencies, and I was just like, I'm going to be going straight into the big <laughs> leagues, you know? And I was just like, man, I'm like, all right. I mean, I did the same thing with boxing, you know? Uh, you know, with boxing, I think I was boxing for, like, I think, like, a week. And I called the Olympic Training Center. I'm like, hey, how do you make Team USA? And they're like, oh, you have to win nationals. Okay, well, how, how do you go to nationals? Like, oh, you have to have five fights. okay. Where do I get the five fights? Like, oh, uh, you have to um, just go to a USA boxing sanctioned fight. Oh, okay. Uh, where do I find those? Uh, you can look online. Okay. Um, so then, then you make Team USA? And they're like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay. And then, like, the Olympics are, like, every four years. They're like, yeah, four years from now will be the Olympics. So you have to keep being on team. I was like, okay. And then they're like, well, how long have you been boxing for? And then I was like, oh, seven days. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, this is for people that, like, they've been boxing since they were six. How old are you? And then I was like, 25. And they're like, yeah, you know, like, you're too old. Like, um, like these girls, you know, pretty much are going to kill you when you come to nationals in 10 months. And, and, yeah, so then I just worked my butt off and trained every day, all day. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And boom, you know, went to nationals, made Team USA. And then I stayed on the team for four years in a row. And, and like, you know, just very, very quick, you know. So then same thing with uh, 
with MMA, um, you know, Dana White and also a couple other organizations were calling me, um, and I just really wasn't sure which organization I was going to go with, because um, obviously pay is very different with all the different, you know, organizations. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I want to I wanna do it, you know, so I want to go with UFC. So went with UFC, um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, just because I had zero fights, MMA, um, they put me in the contender series first. Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of thought that my boxing background would be enough, but it wasn't. They said, no, you have to have MMA. So then I went straight to the contender series. Um, it was during COVID, so I didn't really have a camp. Didn't really have sparring partners and stuff. Uh, it was a very loose camp. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, we got it done. Uh, we got the W. Um, I learned a lot from that fight. And then I was supposed to have a fight for the UFC, not too far after that, um, but an injury happened. Um, my elbow popped. Okay. Um, so you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just happens, yeah. but uh, it was really disappointing. It was like two weeks before the fight, and um, but yeah, in, it, they did a jiu-jitsu move on me and just mm -hmm. tore my UCL. And mm -hmm. but now it's now it's perfect. But uh, but yeah, so had to postpone that. That took me like eight months off. So so that was a bummer. But then after that, got back into it and. Uh, yeah, I fought on the Nate Diaz card. Yeah. Um, I was working a lot at that time. Um, I have a, a business where um, I, I get properties, I fully furnish them, and I do arbitrage. Um, so at that time, I think I had like 23 properties that wow. I did. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just me. I don't have any workers. But uh, So I had 23 properties that I take other owners' properties, and then I remodel them, and then I fully furnish them, and then I rent them out. Um, but then around that time I took that UFC fight, um, I just bought a property. Um, so I just bought a fourplex in Pacific Beach and then, um, and then furnished that, remodeled that, got tenants in. And I was like in a camp, mm -hmm. you know, and I was in escrow to buy my next property, which was another threeplex unit in Pacific Beach. Uh, so yeah, I was juggling so many things, uh, cause my ultimate goal was to get myself to a place, um, you know, with the business that I could kind of like step back and, and then just, it would kind of run itself mm -hmm. so I could train full time. Um, but um, I was doing it right in the middle of my first UFC camp, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, which was the Nate Diaz fight. But, um, you know, due to the timing of when the, the properties were for sale, like that's just how it was. So mm -hmm. I just, I just had to deal with it. Yeah. So um, I was running around like a maniac, but uh, I think I was, I was in Vegas cutting weight, like in one of those sauna zip-ups. Yeah. And as I'm like doing that, it was my birthday as well. Mm. September 8th was my birthday. So I'm like cutting weight on the phone with escrow and like people were like, happy birthday. And I'm like, just like, uh, what? <laughs> you know, just, just all over the place. Yeah, um, yeah but I'm used to that. I, I love juggling mm. multiple things. I'm not somebody that can play like video games and like take naps and just like rest all day. Like I have to be like, accomplishing something or seeing something grow or making something like I have to or training you know as many times as possible um so yeah so it it, it was cool it was a cool experience um and then yeah you know Daniel's like hey do you want to be on the biggest card of the year and of the decade whatever um and I was like yeah let's let's do it you know and I'm just like just a lot more experience than I do but hey I'm used to it you know this has been a you know, like uh, when I went to the Jiu-Jitsu World Championships, 
I didn't even know how to like tie my belt, <laughs> you know, because I would just like tie it, jump yeah, into yeah. to the class, and just get my butt whooped by black belts, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and uh, I remember I went, and they looked at me, and they're like, "This girl doesn't even know how to tie her belt," and they're like, "This girl's gonna get you know mopped," <laughs> you know. And then I won, but um, but yeah, I mean that's that's been my whole journey, you know, is. Um, you know, people are like, oh, you're too old, and you know, to get into boxing, and then I get into boxing, make you know, become national champ, and travel all around the world, and you know, I wish that would have ended with my weight class being in the Olympics that yeah. uh, during that time, but it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, that will forever break my heart. Um, but uh, but now I have an opportunity to do it now again uh, with the UFC, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think MMA is is the most challenging sport um, oh. that there is. Um, I've played every sport and everyone's like, oh, but this sport and this sport. No, MMA is, is the ultimate challenge. And, and that's what I always wanted to get into, but because I kept winning nationals and, and they promised me, well, not promised, but they were very eager about my weight class being added to you know the games, mm -hmm. so I waited. You know? So that was the only reason why I stayed with boxing longer. Yeah. Um, but uh, but if I knew it wasn't going to be, and I would have went to MMA a lot sooner. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so yeah, I jumped in and uh, to the to my first MMA fight, and not as active as I wanted it to be. Um, I learned so much of like how I need to prepare. I need more sparring. I need to get hit in the face more. I need to stick to my roots of boxing. Like I learned so many lessons. Um, you know, in that fight and just the preparation for that fight, I've learned, I've learned a lot. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for the next one. Um, sure. I'm, I'm really excited for, um, what I need to work on, what I need to grow in. Um, and you know, I want to be great at everything. So I'm allowed to do everything in a fight and not like, Hey, you're not good at this. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be good at everything. So I'm allowed by my coaches to do everything, you know? So um, so that's why I'm out here. I want to, um, you know, really work on my kicking, my wrestling. I want to work on everything so that, you know, I can just be creative in there and not be like, oh, wait, you can't do that. Oh, stay away from that. You know, like, so I want to be confident and I want my coaches to be confident that I can do everything. So, um, so yeah. The, you said the last year you took a break, you know, a break could mean many different things, right? Yeah. Some fighters, when they say a break, that just means they didn't fight, but they were oh. training the whole time. Oh. For yourself, you know, you took a break. How beneficial was that for you, like physically and mentally? Because you've been tra you've been an athlete your whole life. Some, yeah. some people get that athlete fatigue, you know, where you're just yeah. constantly working, 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 yeah. and they never really stop, you yeah. know, and take a break. Was this break... No, I, I'm like the opposite. Um, I used to joke around like when I when I was a boxer, I ran a lot in boxing. Um, so I would do like sprint workouts like three times a week. I'd do a distance um, run like one to two times a week. I would do hill sprints one time a week. I, I just ran a lot. <laughs> and um, and people would be like, why you run all the time? Like you don't even have a fight coming out. I was like, because I'm too lazy to get out of shape. Like, and they're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, yeah, because if I, like, don't train and now I have to get back into training, like, I hate that feeling. I hate being, like, fatigued. I hate, like, wanting to go fast, but I can't. Like, so I would rather just stay in shape, like, year-round. Yeah. You know, that's more my style. Yeah. So, um, and then maybe just take, like, the weekend and a Wednesday off. You know what I mean? I would rather, I'd rather just take some days off. I wouldn't want to take a long period off 
Um, so yeah, so no, when I say I took off, like I didn't lift a muscle. Um, oh. Yeah, so I was, so after I bought that property, um, I didn't like take off and like, you know, twiddle my thumbs and go mm. on vacations. Like I took off, I bought the threeplex, and just a couple months before that, I bought the fourplex. And then right when I landed from the plane, I mean, even when I was in Vegas, I was, um, I was rounding up like 15 workers. Um, so I'm like the GC, the general contractor um, that like hires the laborers and then gets all the materials. And then I'm also the designer. So, um, so I'm like, okay, we're gonna knock this wall down. We're gonna, you know, raise the roof by like a foot and a half. We're gonna knock all the ceilings off, do vaulted ceilings. We're gonna, you know, do can lighting everywhere, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I kind of have to do everything. Um, and you save like half a million dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, definitely why I was doing it myself. Um, but yeah, so I would hire all the workers. And so while I was in Vegas, everybody was doing the demo. Cause I don't really need to be there for that. So I would like put an X on the wall. I'd be like, knock this wall down, do this, do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, so yeah, so that whole year I took off, um, like the first four months after my flight, I was focusing on the property that has three units on it. Um, so I was, you know, doing the interior remodels and also the exterior remodels. Um, and then you buy all the furniture for all the units and then I paint all the accent walls and then I, I am also like an artist where I paint, you know, paintings and I, you know, paint furniture like funky colors and I do all types of stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. That really fits you then. Yeah. You know, yeah. buying properties and fixing them up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love it. You know, yeah. I, I remember when I was younger, I prayed to God. I was just like, God, like, please, like, I just don't want to be stuck in a job that's like boring or like I have to clock in and clock out. Like, like, God, please let me do something with my life that I can use all my abilities that like he's gifted me with, you know, and that is athleticism for sure, uh, creativity for sure, and then my business mentality. And and that's definitely what I do with real estate um, and uh, obviously the UFC. But um, but yeah, so I remodeled the, the first three properties um, that took around like four months. Um, that should usually take a year, <laughs> but, um, but I had like 15 workers like every day and like, I would have guys come like at six, 7am and then they would clock out at like three mm -hmm. and then I'd have a whole other group of 15 workers coming at like four o'clock that they would come like after their jobs cause they would want like extra hours. So then those guys would come at like three, four o'clock after mm -hmm. their first job to get extra work. And then they would work like four to like nine or 10, you know? So, so I just had people like around the clock working every day, all day. It was wild. And then I didn't want anyone to leave. So I would go get all the, the materials. And then at night, um, everybody would leave and the place is just like a disaster. You know, all three properties, interior, exterior, a disaster. It would take me like four hours to do cleanup. Mm -hmm. So I would have one helper and by the end of cleanup, we'd have like 20 to 40 garbage bags of like demo scraps, like just whatever. And now at like 10 at night, now you have to find someone from like Craigslist to come pick up all that stuff for like 150 bucks, you know? So now like, now like, you know, for four hours, it's like one in the morning. You have like all these people just trying to make cash at like 1 a.m. God knows for what. And then I'm just like, whatever. You know, you want 150 bucks, come take all like 40 garbage bags, you know? And like, it was, it was crazy. That was every day. So like every day, 15 workers, like seven to three. 
and then another 15 workers, like four to like 10. And then I would do cleanup like 10 to like two. Then you go on Craigslist, like all you have to do is put a post that says like, hey, I need this trash gone now, you know, or by like 7 a.m. And there's, there's like all nighters on Craigslist that want that money. They'll come with a trailer, throw all 20 to 40 garbage bags in there for a hundred bucks and then they're gone, you know? And, and then by the next morning, everything's all organized. The workers can come in. Um, they're at peace because it's like clean and organized and now you start all over again, you know, every day. So that was like, so that probably took four months. And like I said, that should have been like, that should have been like maybe like 10 months to 12 month job and we did it in four. And then, and then after that, then I took like one month off for Christmas and then, um, and no one saw me. I mean, I was working every day, all day, wasn't training because I can't leave. If I leave, there's going to be like. Yeah. There's gonna be like a hole in the wall, mm -hmm. or like someone's gonna put like something upside down, yeah. or like the hot water's gonna be cold and the cold water's gonna be hot. like something like mm -hmm. stuff's gonna be messed up. So like <laughs> I have to be there yeah. watching, you know, or this guy's gonna be sleeping on the job. This guy didn't show up, whatever, yeah. you know. So I have to be there, and then um, but yeah, so I took like December off. I thought I was gonna be finished. I was like, all right, I'm finished. Got renters in there, you know. It was cash flowing, you know, it was paying the mortgage and cash flowing. So I was like, that was my goal. Awesome. And then, um, so then I like, I took some time off, visited my family. And then I was like, you know what? You know, I was like, I think I'm going to remodel the first property. You know, I might as well, you know, because I remember I had like one or two of the three units empty, yeah. like on that property. Cause it was around Christmas. Mm -hmm. So that's like not a good time for rentals. And I do midterm rentals, which is like three to six months. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just like, you know what? I'm like, I have two units empty. I'm going to remodel the whole place. So I remember I like bribed two of my tenants that were living there. And I was like, Hey, I'll give you guys like $500. If you go live in one of my other units, that's empty so that the whole property can be empty. So I can just remodel everything, you know? And they're like, yeah, great. You know? So they, they moved to my other properties. I gave them 500 bucks and then we just demolished like everything. Like, I built like two bathroom additions. I did like another addition. I, I made a whole new unit. Um, you know, I did vaulted ceilings on all the units. I broke down walls. I did gas lines, water lines, like everything, you know, custom cabinets. So much work went into that one. That one was like, that one was like a big lesson. Like I, that should have been a reality show for sure. I mean, like, between all the crazy workers coming in and out, all the work that we did, like all the things that go wrong along the way that you just got to fix. It just comes with, you know, with construction, you know. Um, you see those memes that are on on um, on Instagram right now mm -hmm. where it's like the construction guy is on the construction site and he's looking around and then like, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I wouldn't. So it will be like, it will be like a GC mm -hmm. and he's on a construction site. And he's like this, looking around, and all of a sudden, like, and then it'll show to another video of, like, a guy doing something, like, way wrong. <laughs> like, he's, like, holding something with his toe, like, hammering <laughs> something, you know? <laughs> and then he's like, hmm. Then he looks over here, and then here's a guy, like, upside down, like, welding, you know, something with no glasses on. Yeah. And then he's like, hmm. And then he looks over here at, like, someone else. That's, like, exactly how the job site mm. is, you know? <laughs> like... You're like looking around like, what are you doing? You know, like I've never cussed so much in my life <laughs> during, than, than those like eight to nine months, yeah. you know? So, 
oh my gosh, uh, so many cuss words, you know. Um, but uh, I had to ask God to forgive me for, for those <laughs> nine months. But uh, it was the only thing that kept me sane, you know, was cussing, I think. Um, but yeah, so, so then I started the new unit. And at first, I mean, the, the, the other property. Um, and at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to do the front house. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing the front house. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to do vaulted ceilings on this one, I might as well do the other one. And then we did the other one. And I was like, well, if we're going to do vaulted ceilings on that, we might as well do all vaulted ceilings. And then I was like, if I'm going to do that, I might as well do the idea I had and build the addition of this and this. And then it just, the whole property <laughs> became a construction zone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, every day there was like, the whole driveway was like a huge pile of construction debris needing to get out of there, you know? So like just dump load after dump load after dump load and just so many materials, so much wood. And, and I always build like the desks and the pergolas and like each unit always has their like own private yard. Um, so I'm really adamant about like each unit has like a deck, a fire pit, lights, you know, really nice. Because uh, everybody loves being outside in San Diego because it's nice weather. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just really focusing on that. And um, that took like four months and that definitely should have taken like a year and a half. So, so it, was, it was a lot. The, the passion you speak about fighting is the same passion yeah. I hear from you about your yeah. your other real estate, your yeah, real estate yeah, investor, yeah. right, basically, and, yeah. a, and a contractor and <laughs> yeah. whatever else, you know, you had to be yeah, for that yeah. time. So yeah. you must be in a more comfortable place now since you're here in Thailand and, and you're working hard. Like, what is your focus? Who are you working with and, like, what is your focus right now? Um, are you talking about MMA stuff? Yeah. In, in, yeah, in so... Um, so yeah, I've been training all around, um, been training with different gyms. I'm excited to um, start wrestling as well. So going to start seeking out like the wrestling gyms. Um, so yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I've really, since I've come out here, um, really focusing on just A, getting back in shape. Um, I think it's been what, four weeks now? Um, so like week one, um, I always keep a calendar, you know? So I always keep a calendar and week one was like, I was training like two times a day, um, you know, one to two times a day, mainly like two times a day for the week one. And then week two, it was always two times a day. And then I tried to do three, like one time that week. And then like the third week I was doing three times a day and then I hit a wall. I was just like, Pfft. you know, by the end of the week, I was just like, oh, I'm like, I am, I was hurting. Like I slept like three days in a row, you know, thank goodness it was the weekend. And then, um, so then, so now this, then the fourth week was three days in a row, uh, which was last week. And now this week, three days, I mean, three a days, sorry, not three days in a row, three a days, um, th training three times a day. Um, so yeah, so this week will be th training three times a day. And then next week will be training three days, uh, three times a day as well. Uh, I would say this is the first week that I finally feel strong at training three times a day. Um, last week I felt like a little bit like, you know, just trying to keep up, you know what I mean? Um, just trying to get to the end of the session, you know? Um, and then, uh, this week is like the first week. I mean, I know it's only Wednesday, um, but I feel like, okay, I can last the whole round and now I can actually like take it to the next level and add some more movements and things like that. So, 
Um, and now next week, I feel like I finally now can start now putting pieces together. So not only am I doing kicking and boxing, but now I can start doing wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Um, and then just having my brain being present because I'm not so dead and exhausted. So, um, so yeah, so I feel like it took me four weeks to get to that. So after taking a year off, no training, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, once in the blue moon, I would do like F45. Mm-hmm. Like at Christmas, I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, start just getting in shape again. So I like doing like F45 type stuff, like the functional training for like yeah. 45 minutes. Um, kind of like here, how unit 27, mm-hmm. um, they have that. And also like Tiger, like mm-hmm. how they have the um, combat conditioning. Yeah, so sure. classes like that. Um, so I'd like to do that first to get in shape so that then when I do kick a pad or wrestle, like my arm doesn't just pop yeah. off and break, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, I like to like get all, you know, strong again. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now here in Thailand. Has the UFC been reaching out the whole time? Um, yeah, so how they are is they kind of know, kind of, you know, first I only had one fight, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I'm like in the mix, you know, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, he, he's pretty laid back with like, okay, obviously I'm not just playing video games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really working. Um, but yeah, so with the UFC, it's kind of like, you kind of just let them know, like, when you're ready, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're a newbie, like I am. So, um, so yeah, so once... I kind of get back in the swing of things and, you know, now I feel in shape. Now I feel like I can finally start trading MMA, you know. Um, once I do that and get in the groove, then go back home and then get a team together, mm-hmm. um, get in the groove when I go back home. And once I feel a good groove, then I can reach out and be like, hey, you know, ready for a fight, you know. Um, and then they would probably give you like two months, you yeah. know. So, so first it's about making sure that, you just feel fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you get back in the groove of everything. Um, just feel, you know, it all coming together. And then just making sure, you know, you have the camp, you know, that you have the sparring partners, you have the drill partners, you have the coaches on board. Um, I found that that's very important to make sure you have first before being like, hey, give me a fight. <laughs> so I uh, learned my lesson on that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So basically, this is kind of like stage one yeah. of your comeback. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And no better place to do it, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it here. Yeah. Man. I, I, I love it. Next time, I just want to find out how I can bring my dog here. Yeah. Uh, so if someone can give me an outline of that, um, I'll be back here a lot more. But, um, but yeah, I want to bring my dog here. Um, then I don't have to be like, is she all right? Who mm-hmm. has her now? This and this not. But, um, but, yeah, I love it out here. Um, you know, I love that, you know, there's all the healthy meal prep places. Yeah. I mean, everything. Where can you eat mm. for like 200 baht? That's mm. like $5 and like yeah. 50 cents. Some change, yeah. You know, like in San Diego, like that same meal would be like 18 to $22. That's insane. Yeah, 22 So $22 or $5. $5. And you're just like, what? And then I'm like staying in like a penthouse, mm. you know, that has like a room that this penthouse pool is on the top, like gym, saunas, yeah. like, I mean, I don't sauna, but like all the stuff here, and I'm just like paying like nothing, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, compared to a lot of places around the world with the same scenery and yeah. everything. And now San Diego just got voted as the most expensive place wow. to live in the USA. That's crazy. More expensive than New York, well, more expensive than you. LA. We're I know, <laughs> good for me, yeah. But then, but my situation is, people will come to San Diego and they'll be like, oh, I'm looking to spend like, 
five dollars on rent you know i'm just yeah. exaggerating yeah. but you're like that's how much it is in like new hampshire you know <laughs> like not san diego so you get people traveling yeah. And then they're just like totally delusional mm. of what rent is at the beach in San Diego. I just want to send them like that, that yeah. the video that's like, you know, this is like a news reporter reporting like San Diego is now the most expensive place to live in, mm. you know, in the U.S. And just like forward them that, you know. So when they're like, I'm looking for a place that's under a thousand dollars, like mm, nothing in San Diego, you know. So sometimes you get like a lot of people that they just don't understand like the rent and San Diego yeah. is that much, you know, so. Um, it's getting outrageous out there in some places in the world, not even just the U.S., but in the yeah. world, like, the prices are crazy. Um, during your time away, yeah, there was all these talks about the featherweight division. It's gone. Amanda Nunez retired. She retired with the division. But it seems like it's not, right? Like, yeah, no, it's, it's still going. I mean, it's. It's another weight class for females. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, there's 50,000 more male fighters, mm -hmm. you know, than women. Um, but there are tons of women that weight class, you know. So if you wanted to add more, you could. Mm -hmm. You just have to go find them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot in other fighting organizations. Sure. Um, so there's a lot of girls at that weight class out there, you know, just, just bring them in, you know. So, um, so, yeah, there might not be as many as the one, you know, mm -hmm. 35 weight class, well, of course, because girls are small, mm -hmm. you know, so there's 50,000 small chicks, yeah. you know, um, so there's not really that many people that are, I mean, girls that are bigger, you know, so, so yeah, we don't have 50,000 mm -hmm. of us, you know, because, uh, but they're out there, yeah. you know, there's definitely, that's definitely a weight division, um, you know, same thing with, like, female boxing in the Olympics, there's, like, 10-weight class, well, there used to be 12-weight classes for men and zero for women in the Olympic Games. And then when I started boxing, right before I started boxing, they, they have now 10, they had 10-weight classes for men and only three-weight classes for women. Um, then when I started boxing, that's when they said, hey, we're going to add two more weight classes. It's going to be your weight class. And this, uh, I think... I can't remember if it was going to be, I think heavyweight class, yeah, heavy, mm -hmm. heavyweight. So they were going to do that, but then they didn't. Mm -hmm. And um, and then they're like, oh, the next Olympics, we're definitely going to add the add the weight class, but um, which is another four years. But, um, but anyway, it's like the same thing kind of with this. It's like it's a growing sport. Yeah. Um, MMA is growing, so more girls are doing it. Um, and, but there's always going to be way more of the lighter division is just okay. because women are usually smaller. Um, I'm not small, mm -hmm. but most women are smaller. Um, shorter, smaller. Um, so yeah, but there still is definitely a weight division for a featherweight, for sure. For sure you should always keep it. Yeah. So it keeps growing, it keeps adding more and mm -hmm. stuff like that, for sure. Yeah, it completely makes sense, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, you know, like you said, it's like heavyweight, you know what I mean? There's not yeah. as many heavyweights exactly. as uh, lightweight. Because you know, in the men's divisions, lightweight yeah. is the the beauty division or whatever yeah, yeah. you want to call it. Exactly. Um, so know, it's like, so. look at heavyweight. You can't yeah. be like, oh, look how much slower those guys yeah. are compared to the 135 or 145 yeah. guys. It's like, well, they're heavyweight. It's a different weight division. It's obvious. So similar to 145, but 145 girls are still fast, powerful, you know, mm -hmm. as you saw from Amanda Nunes and a lot of yeah, others. Sure. Um, you know, yeah, it's a great weight division. There's just not as many. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it's still a growing sport.
would you ever consider like you know you've probably been asked this before but like now would you ever consider going down to 135 <laughs> we'd have to chop my leg off you okay i went to there's this um training it's called the training lab mm -hmm. it's in orange county yeah so tons of the ufc guys train mark there for, munoz is the one mark huh? munoz is he the coach still at training lab no, it's... It's uh, T.J. Dillashaw and all that, Yeah, T.J. Right? Okay. goes there, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Really nice Christian guy. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so I remember I called him, and I was like, hey, I know you guys are the best. Like, I want to see if I can even get to 145, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I'm six foot tall, um, and I fought on Team USA at 152. And, but we had to keep 152 for seven days straight because mm -hmm. you fight, like, for a week yeah. straight. And then... You know, you fight, you win, okay, you weigh in, and then you fight that same day, and then you win, and then you go on. And now, you weigh in the next day, and you fight again. Man. Yeah, so that's like all week, and then all the way up to the championship fight. And I would always win, you know, those tournaments, so, you know, you're fighting like four to five times in a week, yeah. weighing in four to five times. So, the weight class that I had to fight in, it was 152. Um, Back when I was a boxer, I was a little bit lighter because I wasn't like wrestling. Mm -hmm. Wrestling and doing jujitsu got me a little bit more uh, muscular. Mm -hmm. It got me like buffer. Uh, but when I was a boxer, I was running all the time. I was a little bit more leaner. Mm -hmm. um, so back then, I was walking around at like my like fat weight was like 163, mm -hmm. and then so my fat weight was like 163. My like fit weight was like 159, mm -hmm. 160. And then I fall at 152. Mm -hmm. So you had to walk around your weight a little bit closer, mm -hmm. right? Um, now that I wrestle, I got a little bit more muscular uh, doing the MMA. Now I walk around like, if I'm in shape and like lean, 167. Mm -hmm. If uh, I'm doing more like groundwork and like maybe not as much cardio, I could weigh up to like 169, 170. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, but normally I walk around like 167. I'm curious of what I am now. I haven't weighed myself in like a year. Okay. <laughs> so usually I weigh myself every single day. Um, but because I wasn't training, I was like, I'm not weighing myself, <laughs> you know? Um, but you're in like tremendous shape though already. Like when I saw you last week or two weeks ago, yeah. I was like, she hasn't been off for a yeah, year. Come that's on. Yeah, think. that's what I probably ever think. But what's crazy is like my what my body looked like four weeks ago to now, to me I feel mm. like is way different. Okay. Like I don't know if you can tell the difference, but like I can tell the difference. You can like, feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like I can so. see it like my shoulders oh. will start to kinda okay. round right there. Yeah. And then like my traps will come in more. I'll start to get more striations right here. Um, what else? Do you see it in your face as well? Like Yeah, yeah like I'll start to yeah, get like cut yeah. there. Um, the jawline starts pop coming yeah. in, you know. It's and then nice. my thighs. Okay. That's when I see it. My thighs, my like muffins on my back, you know. Oh yeah. So the yeah, muffins yeah, go yeah, down yeah. a little bit more. Um, my thighs will go down a little bit mm -hmm. more. Uh, I'll get more definition there, but um, cause yeah, I'll be like sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, I look exactly the same, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm like, man, nothing's even happening. I look exactly the same. But then I'll like roll my spandex shorts down, and I'm like. Pfft. I thought I was way too fat like two weeks ago to roll them. Mm -hmm. I would like pull them up higher, you know? Oh, yeah. So I was like, if I'm rolling them, that I'm definitely losing weight, you know? Okay. <laughs> um, like I only know by like the clothes I, yeah. you know, feel comfortable wearing. I'm like, oh, two weeks ago yeah. I wouldn't have worn that shirt, but mm -hmm. like now I am, so I know I'm like losing weight. But um, 
I know how you feel about the, you know, certain clothes. Yeah. You only wear when you yeah. slip down a little bit because yeah. it just fits right at that weight. Yeah. And yeah, even, I'm a man and I know that. You yeah. Know I mean? Like yeah. there's certain clothes, like if I'm like fat, walk around, I will never wear that shirt yeah. because it just doesn't fit. But um, so best case scenario for you then is when? When would you return to the octagon? Again, mm -hmm. I don't like force that. Um, like right now, I'm just like, I feel like I've already put uh, together like a good group here, mm -hmm. um, you know, for like boxing and kicking. Um, like now I want to like get into like sparring with mm -hmm. kicking and more like drill work with partners. And I definitely want that to start happening yeah. now. Now I'm in shape. Now we've been doing cap pads. I've been getting my hips stronger. Uh, so, all right, let's start, you know, doing the drilling, the sparring, things like that. Um, and now I want to start adding the wrestling. So mm -hmm. it's all about like how fast it goes. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy, man. MMA is such a crazy journey. Like you can't force anything, mm -hmm. you know? Like you really can't. You got to be like, all right, like I'm ready. Like who can I pull? You know, you got to like be on that journey mm -hmm. to like, it's like, it's so many sports in one that like you can't just rely on yourself, you know, like yeah. with construction and real estate, like that to me, that stuff's easy. Mm -hmm. Like I can, this guy sucks. All right. I'm just going to hire this other guy, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, but with, um, you know, then you're like, you know how it needs to be done. You can do it. It's easy. Like A to B, but with MMA, it's like, you're so dependent on other people, mm -hmm. you know, like you need a wrestling coach. You need wrestling drilling partners. You need a kicking coach. You need kicking drilling partners and sparring partners. Then you need jiu-jitsu, and you need jiu-jitsu drilling partners, and you need a jiu-jitsu coach. And then, I mean, that's like, that's a lot yeah. that you're rounding up. And then sometimes you'll have like a jiu-jitsu coach or a kicking coach that doesn't know MMA. Yeah. So now you need someone to like put it all together, yeah. you know? So then you're like, all right, who's going to put it all together, you know? And, and then you try to do it. Then you got to do conditioning. But then you don't want to be doing too much conditioning mm -hmm. because then this muscle and this muscle hurts and now you can't kick and now that, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like this crazy balance that you have to find. Uh, and I'm always so envious of, you know, the girls and guy MMA athletes that like, they have like this amazing mm -hmm. support team, yeah. you know, that like they have a head MMA coach and they have, and then at that gym, at the gym, the same gym, mm -hmm. they have like their kicking coach there, their yeah. wrestling coach there. Yeah. Like that's like, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. You know? Um, that's like what I've always wanted, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's, you know, you're what's it called, a Ronin, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, Ronin. a Ronin. Yeah. You know, you're just traveling around, just mm -hmm. trying to get, you know, pick everyone's mm -hmm. brains, and you know, like I love training at City Kickboxing. I love picking Coach Eugene's brain. I would love to train with him now, mm -hmm. now where I'm at now with everything, because yeah. um, I trained with him like when I first started. Mm -hmm. So I would love to train with him now and taking that knowledge um and then uh but yeah it's just learning from like the best and putting it together and then like when you're in your hometown like just really finding that group yeah. you know um so i'm excited now that i don't have to work like 24 7 like i was before um i'm excited that when i go back i don't have to like go to mma training and then leave mma training on the phone and like working yeah, you yeah. know now I can like finish MMA training and then be like, hey, you want to drill a little bit more? Hey, you want to meet tomorrow to, you know? So I'm excited to go back and kind of have this new, um, not outlook, but new 
opportunity now mm-hmm. um, or or the ability mm-hmm. to now do how I always wanted to do it. I just couldn't because I, I was building a business. I was working all the time. I, You know what I mean? Like it wasn't that I didn't want to hang out with people mm-hmm. or – you know, or stay after training. It was like, I had to get back and do construction like three hours before the next training or whatever, you know? Um, And then my weekend, like, it's not that I didn't want to train extra on the weekend. It was, I had to work every day, all day. You know, I built a very successful business by myself, you know, from nothing, you know? So, um, so it was a lot of work, you know? So I'm excited now this, you know, you know, just put it all together here, get in shape, feel solid, feel confident, go back and just, you know, find, you know, all the people and the groups and the good support network and just be like, and just be more present. And I'll be like, all right. And just really open my eyes of, it might not be somebody that's in the pro class. It might be a great high school wrestler that is taking jujitsu, but I need to like ask around like, Mm -hmm. Hey, like, do you have any great high school wrestlers like that take your jujitsu class and just really find like that team, you know, it's very crucial. Yeah, it's it's good to see that, you know, you're taking it, so to say, slow mm-hmm. for your return to make everything just perfect because you mm-hmm. see it in sports all the time, not even in fighting, just in sports where they just rush back in. Yeah. And it's almost like they're forced to by the media or whatever, you know, like yeah. even maybe their coaches are saying that they yeah, need to yeah. get back. as But you, yeah. you're not. You're, you're going to take it slow and get everything ready. And yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. the new version of you because... Yeah. You know, like when you made your debut, now people only remember you for that, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of yeah. went quiet. Yeah. And you haven't really done any and interviews. And there was nothing like that. Yeah. That debut was like the most boring fight ever, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, like, nothing happened. I mm-hmm. mean, for four minutes, mm-hmm. she held me in one position, you know? Yeah. So, it was just like the most boring thing ever. Uh, not None of my abilities or, or skills were showcased at all. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, then the boxing, I was so rusty because we never were doing boxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then my boxing was rusty. So so it didn't show who I was at all, mm. you know? And then, and yeah, then you get that pressure of like, you know, not coaches trying to pressure you to start, but you pressuring yourself that you have to start mm. or your coaches mm. will be disappointed, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, you got to like get past all that stuff. You got to be like, look, like... Let's be real here. Like, I had these opportunities with real estate. I have to take it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not lazy. Um, I, I had to take these opportunities. These set me up for the rest of my life. Um, and and on top of those seven, I had another, you know, 13. So mm-hmm. now I'll, I have 20 total. Um, so, so you just kind of have to, whatever the universe kind of brings you, yeah. you know, whatever God... Yeah has in store for you, you got to take it as it comes. You know, I couldn't be like, "Mm, God, can you all have these properties? Could you just had his mom pass away at a later time so that these properties could be on sale next year? Like, no, the lady passed away. They were in a trust. They had to sell them right away, you know, and I had the opportunity to get the first opportunity to buy them. So I had to take it, you know, and, and if people understand it, then they understand it. If they don't, you know, it's just like, if you know who I am, you know I'm not lazy. You know I'm not running away from MMA. Yeah. Um, it was an opportunity I had to take, mm-hmm. you know. So so you, sometimes you get, um, I think people get fearful of what other people think. Yeah. And it's like, I don't give a shit, yeah. you know. 
It's like, you want to sit, if you know who I am, you know I'm not lazy. You know I'm not scared to get into the octagon. I had like zero MMA fights and I got in the octagon with like one of the toughest mm. chicks on under the Nate Diaz card. Obviously, I'm not afraid, mm. you know? Um, I jumped into buying two multi-million dollar properties. I'm not afraid mm. of risk, you know? Um, so, but yeah, but I'm only one person, yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't come from money. I have to do a lot of things myself. Mm. Um, and man, like you can only do so much. I wish I had three of me. Yeah. <laughs> if I had three of me, I'd be like, all right, Danielle, you're going to go work <laughs> on all the properties. All right, Danielle, you're going to be doing like all the, the fighting, the training, all this. And Danielle, you're just going to be doing like all the stuff so that we can keep flowing smoothly. Yeah. Right. You really need three. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like some people are like, oh, I wish I had an assistant. I wish I had to work it. Nope. I just want three of me. If I had three of me, I'd be fucking killing it. Yeah. You know? You but, could trust yourself, yeah, assistant, yeah, you know. Yeah, assistant, I'm going to be doing the same amount of work. I'm going to be like, you have to do this. Yeah. Did you do this? Did you? You forgot to do this. I told you that, the, you know, like, no, I want three of me, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah, your, your, your journey, you know, from a young kid to now and your athletic career, it's, it's been very impressive, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I just can't wait to see you fight again because, you know, I... You have such a great background with the boxing. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like if you can incorporate the boxing yeah. into your MMA yeah. and land those power shots yeah. on these girls, it's yeah. going to be some problems yeah. for a lot of these girls. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about just mixing it all mm-hmm. up, you know? That that fight, there's no mix-up. It mm-hmm. was just like boxing. But then we didn't even work on boxing. Mm-hmm. And that, so it was just, I learned so much, you know? And now, now I know what the recipe is. Um, and now... I'm just seeking the people to give it to me, you know? Like, I know what needs to be done. I know what the recipe is. Now I'm just seeking, you know, like, let's just put it together, you know? So, so yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thank uh, you. And enjoy the rest of your your camp, I guess. Yeah, yeah. My my pre-camp of finding a camp (laughs) and then getting into camp and then my fight. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) 